This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was disruptors. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I am Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 121. 121, Bill. Before we hopped on the mic, you said 21, my lucky number. I happen to know that that was your go-to athletic jersey number. Soccer and basketball. Why? Because of the, the legal drinking age. Oh, no. Dog. And <laughs> 13-year-old Billy, Billy had all of so the muddy. numbers splayed out, <laughs> splayed out in front of him to choose. I went 21 because in eight years, I was going to have, have a, a beer. legal beer. <laughs> oh, a legal I love that for so many beer. reasons, Billy. I love it because it's not like you then waited till you were 20. <laughs> it's not like I know. you honored that. I know. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's funny. I chose 21 because it was my birth. It's my birthday. Time out. Was your basketball number on the court 21? When I could get it, Bill. Really? When I could get it, dog. It was usually taken because maybe was it was popular <laughs> for your exact reason. <laughs> Kids in Voorheesville wanted the legal drinking age jersey? <laughs> Perhaps so. Interesting. At least John Krajowski did because he had it and I couldn't get it. I did not know <laughs> that you wore, when possible, 21. Birthday. Wow. It was just like a go-to... Okay. Go to. It's like one of the go-to numbers for What me. number did you land on? 11. I was oh. 11 for a while. Why? Um, because it was like a little 21-ish. I liked the symmetry of the one. I just like yeah. the sort of visual yep. symmetry of the ones. Yep. I still like 11. I almost grew to love 11 sure. more than 21 as a result. Learn to like, love 11. Learn to love 11. Much like the people um, who watch Stranger Things. That's exactly right, Bill. We've learned, learned to, love to love 11. 11. Very good. Well done. Sure. Uh, but 21, it's still, it's, I still kind of, it feels like, I don't even want to say lucky number, but it feels like our pet like our pet number. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a fan of Syracuse. I don't think any listener outside of your dad and brother will care about the next few sentences I'm about to say. Good. Another reason why I love 21. Yes. Don't get me wrong. It was all about that legal drinking. Drinking. Age Crack that dog. brew. Crack that brew. But also... Lawrence Moten. Larry Moten. Lawrence Moten. I love that you love Lawrence Moten. What? Now, Lawrence Moten was, for those of you who are not informed, Syracuse basketball standout back in like the early mid-90s. 92 to 95? Exactly. Right. You were a fan of Lawrence Moten? I was because he wore high socks. High socks. He was the first to yank the socks up, really make it a thing. Way up. Yep. Stood out. He was a game changer. He was on a very good basketball team at the time. That's exactly right. Big fan. My brother, Jake, and I, uh, who you just mentioned, were also uh, mentioning uh, Kerry Kittle's sock. Kerry Kittle's was a Lawrence Moten peer, maybe a year or two after Moten, maybe more in like the 94, mm-hmm. 95 Villanova player. Yes. He and high socks, Moten had kind of like not started the trend, but like high socks was kind of a cool thing to do. People were doing it. Up to the knee. Up to the knee. Kerry Kittles, yes. his little twist on it. Yes. One high sock, one low sock. Single sock. Single sock. The high. single sock challenge feels like something that the No Joke podcast <laughs> would make everyone do. Exactly. Right. Take a picture of you rocking the Kerry Kittles, one high sock, one low sock. Yep. Send us one of those socks. Apologies to people who aren't basketball fans, I'm going to go one step deeper. Allen Iverson then took the Kerry Kittle's single sock challenge okay. and made it the single sleeve. <laughs> yeah. He went one sleeve. That's right. Compression just, sleeve. Just one. Love it. And it was like the asymmetry. And even when I like look at photos of Kerry Kittle's now, which why do I do that? I get but it. when I look at photos of Kerry like it is, it is like a little disorienting. Yes. Like, if I were playing defense on him, like, I kind of would be distracted by it. I don't mean to brag. One time I played uh, defense on him. That's right, Billy. In a one-on-one. Okay, Billy, uh, 
both you and I went to summer basketball camps. Correct. I went to Syracuse basketball camp. I went to Villanova. Went to Villanova. Correct. With friends. I went and to you Villanova. Got to play. We had guest, uh, special guest speakers. Oh, Tim baby. Thomas and oh, Carrie Kittles. God. 400, 515 year old kids there watching. Yes. Bill gets picked to play in the one on one. Yeah, he does. Bill's feeling full of uh, gusto. He, yes. he thinks he's got this. The verve. Uh, I immediately defend Carrie Kittles, <laughs> and he blows past <laughs> me for one. That's okay. Right. Winner's ball. Go back up, check the ball. I got this. Blows past <laughs> me for two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. ball. I got to stop it now because <laughs> one more, and then I have to sit down with the rest of the cameras. Don't want to look like a fool. I check the ball. He hits a jumper in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> did you happen to note the socks? Uh, did not. Why would you? And if Why I didn't <laughs> note them, that means that it was probably one sock up. One sock up. Because that, that would be what I expected. That was his default. Right. And it actually relates to what we are going to be talking about today. Yes. Um, we are going to be talking about disruptors. Yes. Which is sort of a trendy Silicon Valley term for like, you know, the Ubers and the Lyfts disrupting the taxi industry, these sort of dot-coms or brand new ideas that disrupt an entire paradigm of an industry. Yes. I would say Kerry Kittles disrupted the sock, the NBA player's sock industry, sort you, of came at it with a new idea. Correct. <laughs> you, you brought in disruptors to the studio today, and I think it's such a great idea. Yeah. And before we actually get into why we started talking about it in the first yeah. Place. I'm more curious in your if you ever made a big choice fashion wise oh, like question. Carrie Kittles did. Okay, I whether I actually did do it? Yeah, like you thought this is a cool, exciting, good idea. Okay. Couple thoughts on that. So one, <laughs> so uh, and maybe we've talked about this before. I know you and I privately have talked about this at deep length. Go on, go on. Okay, so when I was growing up, there was a magazine called East Bay. East come Bay, on. come on, man, <laughs> come on. East East Bay was athletic apparel. It want, was a catalog. Want to know what every starter jacket on earth looked like? And I, until you get your East Bay. And I needed to know what every starter jacket looked. I needed to know. Okay. It, it went beyond want. Yes, I mu I must know. And I. The pullover. The pullover. The starter pullover. Yep. It also had like you know, it was everything. It was it was basketball jerseys, it was sneakers, it was socks. Yep. Uh it was like co ed, it was for men and women, it was just like athletic. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was at that beautiful. age I didn't have like a like a plethora of wants. Yeah. I knew I liked sports and sports apparel, <laughs> and this magazine on every page had every jersey known to man for sale. I never bought anything from East Bay, but it was essentially porn it, for me. Literal. I was just going to say that. It was essentially, yeah, 12-year-old boy porn, not in a literal way, right. but in the 12-year-old sports fan junkie. Six different versions of Michael Jordan's jersey on this page. Black, black with red pinstripes. Yes. White, white with red pinstripes. You got it. <laughs> every option. Yes. Every option. So I would covet my East Bay magazine. Yes. As you would. Yep. I would thirst for it. Yep. It almost meant more to me than Sports Illustrated. I, and those are the only two things I cared about receiving in the mail. Definitely. SI. I'm with you. And East Bay. Great. So at a certain point in life, I was maybe, I want to say 10 or 11. Okay. And I decided. Okay. You know, you know, <laughs> oh, wait. Crap. You know what I was, Bill? Oh, crap. I, I can tell you exactly what it was. I was 12 years old. I was leaving my Hebrew day school, Hebrew academy that I went to, and I was joining public school. Okay. So I was going to public school, and I think I thought to myself, oh, no. how to make a splash. <laughs> oh, no. How to make a splash. Like, how to really make my mark. Careful the out there, guys. <laughs> if you ever have that thought, how can I make a splash? Think of the size of Splash. Sometimes Who are little... you splashing? Yes. Who's getting wet? People don't – I think – ask yourself, do I like being splashed in the pool? When I'm in the pool and someone splashes me, did I ask for that? Who's getting wet? Okay. Yeah. Now Adam is about to splash his new public school friends. <laughs> I wanted to splash my new friends, get them soaked with my style. So I like <laughs> So I looked at the East Bay Magazine, and I think I decided at 12, I was like, okay, I'm going to go into eighth grade. I really want to make an impression. All new friends. A chance to reinvent myself. What the hell did you wear? <laughs> and I Metal thought, armor? I do. 
I never went through with it, Billy, but my oh. idea, oh. my idea to Damn disrupt, it. and that's Damn what I'm saying. I know, that's why Damn it has it. a little bit of a letdown, the story. Okay. But my idea to, to massively disrupt. To pull up the one sock. Pull up, pull up the one sock was that I was going to be the guy that only oh, no. wore no. Co- the nice Nike college football jerseys. I would buy an array Whoa, of them. Wait. I'd get it at Michigan. I'd get it at Ohio State. That's... I'd get a Florida State. I'd get a Florida. I'd get a Tennessee. You did not understand economics. I did not understand economics, nor was I even a college football fan. Nor are you now. Nor am I now. So why would that – were you in a position where you're like, listen, I've been surrounded by Jewish people <laughs> for so long that like my idea of non-Jewish students yeah. is so limited that Americans like college <laughs> football like um, marina was born in israel and came here and her parents had to do their best guess a few times of like what how america what american kids do you don't have that burden no i don't don't have that but it seems like you still had the the trouble in deciding this is what humans like oh we're football now make no mistake college football jerseys are cool they're sick they're cool. really cool. They're really cool. I think it was just like the East Bay effect. I was just had coveted and just like looked at them for so long. All the different combos. Yeah. All the different Michigan. Just Michigan alone had so many cool looking jerseys. It was the blue. It was the white. It was the alt yellow. Yep. It was everything I wanted. I just wanted them all. Can I tell you what? how I hoped and what I thought yes. your uh, yes, disruption please. would have been? Please. So East Bay had – and I think this was also in East Bay. East Bay had all of the legit paraphernalia. Oh, yeah. NCA. Oh, yeah. It was all licensed. Uh, it was, officially sanctioned. It was legit, and it was all there. But on the pa- last few pages, and if it wasn't <laughs> East Bay, it was other magazines, just yeah. like magazines. Yeah. The back. Sometimes they would sell some weird things. Yeah. Well, there were these shoes, moon bounce shoes, moon oh. shoes, where they would raise your vertical. Yes, to like help you jump. Yes. yes. And essentially what they were, yes. were like knockoff Nikes with Frisbees <laughs> on the bottom. Yes. And you walked on elevated Frisbees. Sproing, yes. sproing. Because it would, quote unquote, help you dunk. Yeah. Definitely didn't help you dunk. But I was wondering and hoping that you wanted to enter in, disrupt the public school system with these moon shoes. Frisbee sneaks. Are you familiar with the moon shoes? Very, very familiar. As I was always like, I'm 5'7", but now look at me above the rim. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You never owned moon shoes? I never owned moon shoes. Did your dad ever own moon shoes? Never owned moon shoes. Okay. I – did you ever own moon shoes? Never owned moon shoes. But we do have some listeners of the No Joke podcast. There are a couple hundred yeah. couple thousand people who listen every yes. week. Yes, I wonder if anyone yeah. ever knew – not doesn't even have to own yeah, the moon shoe. Yeah. Ever knew someone yes. played basketball with, walked next to someone yes. wearing moon shoes. Yeah, we would love to know that. Well, double check that they're called moon shoes in the break. Yes. But I'm just curious if those moon shoes ever got off the magazine page and made it to the court. And you're so right about where it was like the placement in the East Bay magazine. It really held like the, the in the village voice, like where the where yes. like the erotic and like weed ads are in Good. the back. Good. It was always like the last two pages of East Bay. It was yep. just like horny goat weed and moon bounce <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Right. Exactly. It was like the slightly illicit, like not to be taken fully seriously product at the end of the magazine. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Disrupting the other normal products yeah. on the page. That's right. All right. So listen, we didn't get to uh, why we, we didn't want really... to talk about disrupting, That's but okay. we will. Yes. We'll do that in the beginning of the second act. Yes. First thing we need to do is go to an ad break. Okay. All right. So we'll be right back uh, with more disruptions after this. No Joke Podcast would like to thank our sponsor for the episode, Hymns. Now, Hymns is a brand new wellness brand for men. Uh, I can speak uh, as a bald man that men go bald. <laughs> You're bald, Adam? Yeah, I'm a bald person. Okay. I don't know if you've noticed, but I, yeah, I don't have oh, any hair yeah, on top no of my head. There. Yeah. Um, I'm not alone. About 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. Huh. 
I'm not going to blow. I'm going to blow your mind here. I'm almost 35. Okay. And I am those 66 percent of men. You're in the majority. Exactly. Um. So and people have all sorts of feelings about this. It can be a source of real subconsciousness. It just you know there's a certain confidence that comes with a full head of hair that I totally understand. And uh, Hims is here to address those needs. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of snake oil out there. There's a lot of people trying to take advantage of people who are uh, feeling vulnerable. Yeah. With their hair. Yes. That's not what Hims is. Right. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. Mm-hmm. Adam, have you ever tried any sort of creams or any sort of any sort of strange things out there? I haven't. I have fully given up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My no, thought- I, I didn't even try, I didn't even try. I never used any like the Rogaine stuff or anything like that. Always because I was a little skeptical of the products to be honest with you. There you go. All you need to do is go to forhims.com. Yep. That's all. You answer a few quick questions about what's going on with your hair on the website yep. at forhims.com and real doctors will review and prescribe you what they think you need. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's like a taboo against like men exploring their health their health. I think there's like a stigma against like men thinking and talking about skincare and like their hair and like their their sexual health. Allow like, us to tell you to address it head on. Yes. And an easy way to do that is forhims.com. The doctors will tell you what they think you need and then they will send you what they think you need. That's right. Simple as that. So go to forhims.com slash no joke. Forhims.com slash no joke, and all listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks. Five bucks. Yep. An entire trial month for five dollars. Really good deal. Forhims, F O R H I M S dot com slash no joke. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. This is Act Two. And today, Billy, you and I are talking about disruptors. Disruptors. Yeah. Good word. Again, sort of a buzzy Silicon Valley word that really just means, and again, my like alpha example is that like the taxi industry was one thing for many years. Right. And then Uber and Lyft and ride sharing yes. exists. And now like that is completely wholly and fully yes. disrupted the taxi service industry to such a degree that like taxi cab drivers had to become Uber drivers. Correct. That is the degree to which it was disrupted. And LOL, yeah. at one point, Blockbuster <laughs> could have bought Netflix. Is that Net- true? Netflix opened its oh arms and said for like $10 million, oh. you can add a streaming or a DVD delivery service <laughs> to your uh, operation. Yes. And Blockbuster said, we're good. Uh, we're good. We're good. We think people come here for the red vines. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> really love the new releases. People really love yeah. the new releases. Yes. Well, uh, Netflix said, okay. Yeah. And they Ubered the taxi yes. industry, the blockbuster industry. Yes, exactly. And they won. That's right. And Netflix is another perfect example, maybe the alpha example, at least in media and entertainment, about a disruptor, um, I feel. And they – in cinema, specifically in movies, I think like in TV production, that's a whole different thing. I feel like Netflix sort of plays by the same rules as all the other TV people. But a lot of like cinephiles like Steven Spielberg, for example, and a lot of these sort of like old school movie purists, uh, they don't like Netflix. Yes. And they think that Netflix is disrupting the cinema industry in a bad way because I think that Spielberg would say that it's not just disrupting the industry, but it is setting a new paradigm that affects the the artistry of movies and the way that movies are made. Right. Because they are now made to be seen on a laptop, on a phone, on a small screen, and they're eschewing sort of like this Christopher Nolan 70 millimeter grand meant to be seen in a cinema movie right. because Netflix exists and people don't go to the movies anymore. Right. And that brings us sort of naturally, guys, as to wh- well, actually why I was thinking about disruptors because Maggie and I have been using MoviePass. Yes. So, which it's funny, like that. It's it's a disruption. It's a, a Nef- MoviePass seems like a disruptor in reaction to a disruptor that is Netflix. All right. So before we start saying disruptor too many times, I just want the audience at home to understand MoviePass. Can yeah. you just give a cursory uh, explanation of what MoviePass provides? MoviePass, you pay ten bucks a month and you get to see one movie a day. 
Movie in the movie theater. Period. Done. And it's like, and MoviePass has a deal with most of the movie theater franchise chains, AMC and Lowe's and Regal, uh, and you just get to go. And the way it works is that you download the app on your phone. You look up all the movie times. We want to go see Isle of Dogs at 720 at the Los Feliz 3. You go to the movie theater. You have to be within like 100 yards or like sure. 500 yards. You check in on the MoviePass app. Uh, MoviePass gives you like its own little MoviePass debit card. And then you go up, you swipe your debit card, and you're in. And you're in. And you're in. $10 a month. A month. For a movie a day. You That's can right. see 30 movies in a month. Correct. And it will only cost you 10 Correct. Whereas I, the plebeian, without uh, MoviePass, yes. I spend... Fifteen seventy five a movie. At least. A movie. At See, least. two movies in a week, that cost me $32. That's exactly right. So they are disrupting the movie industry in that way. And I was reading this article about how it's really working. I'm like, people are really – and again, just to back to my previous point, I think this is in reaction to uh, this movie – the movie theaters flailing in the wake of Netflix. Because right. people truly are not going to movie theaters anymore. Right. And there was like this fear that like I think movie theaters are going away mm. or like going to go away like, like Tower Records is. Yeah. Like the way that iTunes and Napster disrupted the music industry exactly. and CD stores went away. Right. I think there are, people are afraid that Netflix is such a powerful disruptor that movie theaters will go away. Innovate. So movie, my feeling is yeah. innovate or get out of here. It, yeah. Adapt or die. I mean like – Adapt the, or die. I'm with you. Yeah. Like there was – at some point like listening to CDs became antiquated. Yes. And if your CD scratched, you couldn't you couldn't use it Technology anymore. Technology advances. Right. It and helps. so I worked at Columbia Records when they started going into MP3s That's and right. they were like – had to deal with the fact that, like, Beyonce's albums might not sell as much because we don't know how Apple's going to manipulate them. People are That's just right. downloading them from Napster right now. That's right. So they needed to innovate. Yes. Everyone needed to innovate. Yes. So, like, I'm not mad. Like, because what, what innovations has the movie theaters done? Like, of course, sound innovation to a certain extent That's and right. comfort in seats. And now yes. you can eat steaks there. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, to me, the 4D movie theater was the first time. And yeah. that's a movie theater I went to where the chairs move. Yes. They vibrate. Yes. They have air pistols. So if there's a shootout, the bullets whiz by was you. Was it Jungle Book that you saw? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> there were smells. When a yes. pig ran left to right, you smelled it in your left nostril, then you're right. It cool. was like the whole experience was enhanced. Yes. And that's what I think will save it from disruptors or whatever. Right. It's you innovating as well. That's exactly right. right. And I think the other, like the opposite argument to like, okay, like how to make, like what is the future of movie theaters? I think in a movie pass list world where it's like, oh, movie pass solution is like, just get people there. Yeah. Like they'll buy the, like you'll make your money on the popcorn and the soda. Just get people in the building. Yep. Just get them there. Yep. I think the other. I think the other philosophy is like because, um, like it, along the four D thing is like make going to the movies more like going to the theater and like ch lean into it. Charge thirty bucks a ticket. Okay. Like make it four D. Right. Make it more immersive. Yeah. You, people will only go there to see the Star Warses and the Star Treks and the Avatars right. and the Indiana Joneses right. and the movies that are like movie events. Right. And like that is the other philosophy of like, well, okay, if movie theaters are going away, fine, that sucks, I guess, but let's roll with it. Right. And let's lean into the idea that like movies are special things that people go to once a month. Yes. Like the theater. Right. MoviePass is taking the opposite tact and saying, let's just get them in. Yeah. Try and keep movie theaters volume. alive. Volume. Volume. Sheer volume. Yeah. And I was reading this article in the Sunday LA Times this past week all about MoviePass and how it's working and how, like, movie attendance has spiked so much in the past. Like, it was something like – I'm going to get all these numbers wrong, but it was something like – Last year, 5,000 people had MoviePass, and this year, it's like a million people have MoviePass. Sure. I mean, it's like it just sort of spiked right. and curved up so fast. Yeah. And MoviePass has kind of become the new like – a little bit has become the new paradigm. And whenever Maggie and I go to these theaters, I'll just casually, anecdotally ask the the ticket taker. I was like, so how – like what's the MoviePass to not MoviePass ratio? And they're like, oh, it's 
majority movie pass. Wow. Like, really? this is the way people go to the movies now. So it happens so fast. And so that's <laughs> interesting because you say it went from 5,000, I know, rough numbers to a million, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I never, like, I heard about it in, like, cursory conversations. Yeah. Where did you, like, hear about it and be convinced that's something we want? Because these these kind of, like, uh, companies, like, I remember I was very apprehensive to joining Facebook in college. Yeah. I was just like, it's a little too, yeah. I don't understand it. I didn't yeah. have Uber or Lyft on my phone for years. I just needed more time to understand <laughs> yeah. it. It takes a bit of, like, a, I'm ready to be a cord cutter or I'm exactly. ready to. It takes a little bravery and a little understanding. Definitely. Where did you hear about MoviePass and how are you convinced? Okay, I'm trying to remember exactly. It was certainly word of mouth anecdotally. I literally think it was someone at the last like, clothing swap we had. I was okay. like, you guys should just do it. Like, it's e- I go to movies all the time now. Right. And, like, Maggie and I, like, yeah, and that was it. It was just like, that was it. It was like, it's 100 bucks a year. Okay. For unlimited movies forever. And, and ha- I was like, well, how, seems... How's it affected your movie watching experience? Do you feel, because one of the nice things about, one of the things I don't like about the movies, if I spend $16, my expectations are, give me a $16 movie. Precisely, exactly right. But I feel Phantom like... Thread to me wasn't, that was, I don't want to watch Phantom Thread. But I bet you would have liked it more if it were quote unquote free. Yes. Exactly. So that, that that's how it's affected. Like, I like, it does have the psychological effect. It's like, I like like movies more right. when they're free. Do you leave the movie theater now? Do you, are you more inclined to leave? For the first time ever, Billy, oh. I walked out of a movie. Is that- I walk, it, And I felt wildly good. Really? It felt empowered. I was like, I don't have to. I didn't pay 25 bucks for this. I owe if you I pay, nothing. I owe you nothing. You owe me a good movie. If I want to come back and see the second half tomorrow, I can. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like it change it does change like the emotional. If you have forty five minutes to kill, <laughs> you can no- go into a movie knowing that you have to leave in forty minutes. You can do it, and it it costs you. No- and it's like you already paid for it. Okay. You already paid for it. Okay. I don't mean to make this a big ad for movie no, pass, but I'm mean- thinking of all of its uses. <laughs> Los Angeles gets hot in August, y'all. Hot as hell, dude. And the tickets are seventeen fifty at least, y'all. That's expensive air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. If you just need to get somewhere cold, air con- it's you're buying air conditioning. Who cares? Put on a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Listen to close your eyes. Seriously, Sit in the dark. Because it's like almost like a weird hotel that you can like rent by the hour. Interesting. So, you know what I mean? That's interesting. <laughs> it's like ten vagrants get a movie pass and get an hour and a half in this weird hotel. <laughs> Yes. I think if they can. If you have 100 bucks a year to spend, Got then it. you, it's like a weird shelter. Okay. Here's the downside. Go. It really and obviously, and this will maybe come as no surprise, it's just after our data. It's just like it like MoviePass tracks on. everything you do, where you see what, how much you'd like it, how you do, exactly where and exactly how and okay. exactly what. Right. So don't think – like the parent company for MoviePass is some literally company, company that's called like something something analytics. Right. Like it's some huge data farming sure. – I mean, that's, like, no surprise, and, like, that can be as sinister or as harmless as you want it to be. Right. But, like, they're after our data, and, like, now they know everything about me and my credit card number and everything, right. et cetera, et cetera. So- I, have com- I have complicated <laughs> feelings on the data conversation. Mm-hmm. And I won't get too into it because yeah. I'm not smart enough to sound smart trying to talk about it. Oh, yeah. But – the Cambridge Analytica thing on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, everything is a data farm, and any yes. decision we make online is they just want our information yes. to pool it and use it and manipulate us to for sell advertising us yes. and get us money to take our money, yada, right. yada. Yes. If we agree that our thumbprint can unlock our phone and yes. we give that to Apple yeah. and we give that to our banking apps, yeah. we've completely – We're walking into it. We've, we're not allowed to complain about how they use it. We chose it. I mean, we've, we, we with open it. arms. Yeah. Like, oh, you, what information do you need? To the thumbprint. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I know. It. I, I can't allow myself to be like, this app I downloaded is like using my information. It's like, no shit. Right. 
No shit. No shit. This is what we've all been saying forever. Like, exactly. I feel like 10 years ago, even the Facebook thing, everyone was like, yeah, until the one day that we all wake up and we find out that they have our information. It's like, it's when like, we were joking about that, yes. like, weren't you also, shouldn't you have been taking it seriously? Uh, yes, exactly. We're not, al- uh, from my opinion, we shouldn't be as allowed yes. to complain I know. I, it, about it, how they're using our information when we gave it up so, so willingly. So easily, so willingly, couldn't wait to sign up for Facebook. What do you mean this corporation's a little corrupt? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what do you mean this you're so massive naive? This corporation doesn't have my Adam Lustig's personal best interest at heart? That's so weird. Exactly. I assume they did. I recognize that like there's things with like the country of Myanmar the, and other things yes. that happen with Facebook that's like beyond my scope. Yeah. But I just my kind of like social media experience is yes. watching a lot of people like be like Delete your Facebook. They're using it the wrong way. It's like, yes. dude, for the last nine years, you've actively put it all out there. Exactly. Man. I remember signing Maggie's mother, Ruth, up for Facebook. Like, we kind of did it together. I remember vaguely sort of sitting over her shoulder. And I just remember just like Ruth being like, I don't want to give them my inf- any of this right. information. We're like, it's fine. You can tag your friends. It's fine. You'll see photos of John. Right. And it's just like. I don't like, know I don't John. Want, yeah, and I don't like my address, like my phone number. Right. Like, this seems... Uh, and we're like, Ruth, it's okay. Right. It's a new phone book. Get, get okay. with it. Wasn't okay. Not okay. Like, her instinct was totally right. Like, it is a lot of information that Sorry, we are Ruth. willingly giving over to whoever. Movie pass. Acknowledge Facebook. That. Twitter. Acknowledge. Yeah. Right. We're getting cheap movies. We're getting... Yeah. We're getting to see John. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But it is it is interesting. And this is something that... Made, this is just a personal posit that I have because I also read in this article that MoviePass's business model... Some people are skeptical that it will last because MoviePass's business model is apparently to buy all these tickets essentially or strike these deals with movie theater franchises, the AMCs, the Regals, and the Lowe's. And they essentially buy the tickets full price and then sell them to us, the citizens, at a discount. Bad math. Bad math. So, like, they're losing a ton of money, and I guess that's part of businesses losing money. That's, like, part of billion-dollar businesses mm-hmm. disrupting. Is sure. like You have to account for that. Well, it costs money to get the word out. It costs money to get the word out. And, like, this, the, the subscribership has, again, spiked a 1,000% exactly. in a year. sure. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe they will make up the cost on the subscription fees, but it does feel – so people are like, I wonder what their long game is here yeah. because I wonder if this is sustainable. I personally have the hunch that MoviePass is on the path to become an original content creator like Netflix. I would, wouldn't be surprised if MoviePass wants to become their own studio. Yes. Their own movie studio. And I think we should talk about that because that seems to be a trend in all media now is that everybody wants to start creating their own original content. Amazon, Netflix, and Hulu were aggregators. Amazon was a mall. And now they're like the most powerful movie studios in the... Apple was a desktop computer, and you're about to be watching a lot of content in the next few years via Apple. So we'll get into that. (laughs) Uh, But first, we have to go into our second ad break. Okay. Second ad break. This time, we're doing a song. We're doing a song this time. This time, we're doing a song. Okay, dokey. Yeah. So we're talking Apple. Yeah. We are talking disruptions. Uh Uh-huh. Eruptions. (laughs) Eruptions. Corruptions. Corruptions. Corrupt. Corrupt. I mean, uh, he seems a little not exactly family friendly. (laughs) Corrupt feels a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sup, trick. Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, what can we play here? Or maybe there's just a song we like for a freaking example. Bring it, Bill. Drake's Nice for What? Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, Song of the Summer. And we maybe will probably do a Song of the Summer episode coming up. Yes. But like. It won. It, this is the already won. here. Yeah, this is the Song of the this Summer. This is the one. All right, we'll talk about this song because I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. Drake's Nice for What? We'll be right back. No Joke Podcast. Welcome back to No Joke. Today we are talking disruptors, and that was Drake's Nice for What featuring that. Sp- 
Very, very awesome sample from Lauren Hill. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that song is a cold shower. Yeah. That's nice. You said it in a text that you described it as like a, it has real bop. Or like it, oh, it's it has, a, it is it's a, a bop. bop. Yeah, it, it is a bop. It is a bop. <laughs> it, it, you said that. I was like, Billy's right. Like, this song is one bop. It is. It is like. And like Drake has put out, he has his own, I think it's called OVO Radio on Apple. Oh, on oh Apple, really? On Apple Radio. Cool. Apple Radio is here to disrupt satellite radio, AM radio, and FM radio. Definitely. You all have iPhones in your pocket. <laughs> We're going to make every sense of media that you might want. Yeah. They paid millions of dollars to get all of these yes. artists to literally run their own little radio stations yes. on Apple. You have access to all of it on your phone. Yes. He has OVO Radio. And cool. he's actually used it as a platform not just to play his favorite songs, mm -hmm. but he also releases music. Cool. Which is great. That's cool. Great for us. Yeah. And a lot of the songs have like – he's released like a lot of songs that like made it to radio and stuff. And cool. they But – Sometimes listening to an entire album as opposed to just like a single yeah. trickling out, decontextualized, yeah. it's a little bit more fun to sink into a song when there's an album surrounding it. Yes. The way that he releases these songs are all just like singles. Cool. Just kind of come out. Yes. But this was one of the songs where I was like, I don't need to hear what album this is coming off I don't need the of. context. Don't care. Turns out he has an album, Scorpions, coming sure. out in like two months. Okay. That said, don't care. It's a bop. That's a bop. It's a bop. It is such a bop. Such a bop. It is really, really a catchy song. Big Drake fan, you? Are you a Drake fan? I mean, to me, Drake is being a Drake fan feels inevitable. Okay. To me, like his, the quality of his music yep. is such that like, like, oh, you're, you don't like it. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, like I, the, anyone who says like, I never heard a Drake song I liked, I'd be like, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's certain things. <laughs> it's like, we all can agree. Coca-Cola tastes good <laughs> exactly, or something like, like that. It's on. like, there are certain scientific formulas <laughs> that just pop out where it's like, you have to digest this well. Yeah. Like he makes, like he lives at the exact intersection of pop and hip hop and right. R&B in a way that's like, yeah, of course I like Drake. Right. Obviously I like Drake. Do you follow him on social medias? Uh, Champagne Poppy? Yeah, I mean, the fact that you know that. I have a Champagne Poppy. I think, I guess I do. I guess I do, although I can't really, like, pull up his, his social media brand. On Instagram. It doesn't come to mind. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. On Instagram. Do you follow any celebrities? I follow Beyonce. Oh, what is she putting out there on Instagram? Um, Only photos. Photos with no comment. With her? Oh, oh, usually her, sometimes her and the kids, no rarely Jay-Z. She's not giving you a cute, like, a twist on the photo? Almost never. I mean, maybe there's been some. It's usually just, like, gorgeous photo. Yep. Like, stunning photo. <laughs> right, hold the <laughs> wall. Just, yeah, you're just like, wow, you're beautiful. Okay, you're Beyonce. beautiful. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Any others? Any other celebrities that I follow on Instagram? Uh, Bad Girl Riri. Oh. I follow Rihanna what's her, what's for her, sure. What's her handle look like? I don't know if she Instagrams that often, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, man. Sure. We're probably going to get blowback from the Riri fans. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I guess she's on Instagram. Maybe that's just her. No, no. I think that's Instagram. Um, I follow a bunch of athletes. Yeah. Joel Embiid, for example, oh. who's really obviously great on so great I, on social media. Yes, I follow him on Twitter. He's yeah. great on that. Yes, I gotta start following more celebrities on Instagram. I don't. <laughs> yeah, at all. I'm realizing this now. Yeah, I have Killer Mike and LP. Those are my two. Killer Mike and LP. Yeah, yeah. I don't One know. I don't know when I started following them, but I did. Yeah, I think they're the only celebrities I follow. Yeah, Wu Tang I follow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Wu Tang that I follow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, Drake. Of course, I like Drake. I mean, like he to me again, like live. Uh, yeah, his beats are and his the bop the bopitude of his songs are kind of undeniable for sure. Uh, yeah, like he's great. Third act of the No Joke podcast. Yes. We are talking disruptors. Yes, um, we were we were leaving off how you were saying how um, they are. There's a very good chance that you think Movie Pass will take 
this yeah. access and turn it into we're just going to make movies instead of giving you tickets. Kind of. Right. I mean, like, I think that, like, again, like, in this article laid out a pretty compelling argument for, like, that their business model as is right now is fairly unsustainable. Right. Because, like, they're losing tons of money. They're buying movie tickets at full price, getting giving them to us for essentially nothing. This reminds me <laughs> of um, H- when HBO, they became, like, kind of, they've been around forever. Yeah. But they really made a disruptive choice a yeah. few years ago when they created HBO Go. Right. And HBO Now. Right. Meaning that you, for the first time ever, you didn't need to be a Time Warner, right. Spectrum, Cablevision, whatever your provider is. Yes, exactly. Cable provider. You didn't need cable. It was its own thing. For now, for like fourteen ninety nine, you get the entire catalog of everything they've ever made, yeah. including shows now yeah. and that they've made in the past. Yes, exactly. Which is huge. Amazing. And it's like, it's really obviously born out of like the tablet age right. and the compute home, like desktop right. age or the, you know, the laptop yes. age. But that being said, why bring it up? When HBO Go was announced, yeah. it was kind of well-tread territory, and everyone knew it, that they shared passwords. Oh, yeah. It's like mom's had HBO forever. She gives it to her four kids. They go to college. They give it to their five friends. <laughs> it's like a and family one heirloom. one account has like 60 people <laughs> signing in at once. Yeah, yeah. So at the press conference, somebody asked the, the person who was kind of leading the press conference, what do you think about that? Yeah. That is unsustainable. Yeah. That is, like, clearly bad for your business. One password could make the world go round in theory. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't be – you can't pretend like you don't know that yeah. person at HBO. Yes. And the person at HBO, I thought, had such a profound and hmm. smart answer that kind of leads into what we're talking hmm. about. He said, we don't care about having as many people pay right now as humanly possible. Our goal for the first few years, and I would say most disruptors' goals for the first few years, is to create an addiction. Exactly. Where you just, like, you don't even know how to, like, where else you would get it at this point. Bingo. Yes. Bingo. And you need to create a successful <laughs> addiction Bingo. so that when you are ready to be like, everyone give us $15, you'll be like, well, duh, I, I, I couldn't like, live without it. Right. I couldn't imagine not doing that. And I think that that might be kind of in the same world for MoviePass right now. Where they're taking a net loss on every ticket sold. And everyone is getting movie pass. Right. It's like now it's like spreading like true wildfire. Right. Everyone has one already in their wallet. And if you're saying a million people signed up for it, there's way more than a million people in America and way more in the world. Yes. Um, that will create, you know, it's like the word movie pass. That just needs to get to the point where it's like, well, sure, like we can't live in a world without movie pass, exactly regardless right. of what they do. Exactly correct. Right. Sure, they have my data. Sure, they're opening their own exclusive theaters. Oh, sure, now they're charging a little bit. I'm already in the movie pass family. My I, kids are in. I rely on them. I rely on them. But That's I how I see on. my movies. Right. Totally yes, exactly right. Right. Totally, absolutely. And, so that, and I guess that is like the, the, the idea behind like the disruptors. It's like to sort of wedge your way into people's daily lives yes. to the degree that they cannot live without you. And that's why when the HBO <laughs> yeah. person, I don't remember if it was the president or who yeah. it was, but they said outright, they were like, we're not here to sell subscriptions right, right now, HBO Go. Right. We are here to create an addiction yeah. to our mobile platform. Yeah. Brilliant. It is, it is brilliant. It is brilliant and true. It's brilliant and true. Which is a relief. Yeah. To hear it because it's like, oh, at least it like the clouds part. Yes. I understand what you're doing, what yes. everyone's doing. Yes. Create an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny though because it's like on a movie so, – like we're talking about movies and like movies are not life or death or like m- movies are movies, right? So we're talking about like disrupting the movie industry. So like the stakes are wherever they are. Um, I mean, like, a lot of money is at stake, but we're talking about movies. But, like, this disrupting thing, I think the argument against, like, sheer innovation is, like, think about what Airbnb, for perfect example, has done to, like, housing markets. And, right. like, it, Airbnb, Airbnb, 
has had a real, real secondary, tertiary, their unintended consequences. No doubt. To when disruption becomes the norm and when people can't live without Airbnb. Hotels, gone. We're like, it just has really fucked up the market, the real estate markets in New York and LA and San Francisco and all over in these cities where Airbnb is so popular. Yep. It like tilts the paradigm sometimes so fast yep. that it like, you know, the, it affects like the real estate market. And that's like a little more like, the stakes to me of that feel higher. We're talking about people's ability to live in a home right. and like how a disrupting cool Silicon Valley Airbnb like fucked it all up and made it crazy. Um, but it's still, it, it, I think it's the same kind of thing. It's like, I can't imagine traveling without Airbnb. Hotels feel silly to me now. Antiquated. It's silly. It yep. feels silly right. to not use Airbnb. We were disrupted. Um, we were disrupted and I'm fully addicted. Shout out to <laughs> the unsuccessful disruption. Yeah. Shout out the XFL. Yeah. They were like, you know what? There's still market out there. <laughs> yeah. There's still market out there. Yeah. XFL came and went dog but sorry are they coming back they're coming back and i got news for you adam they're going again <laughs> i believe you're right and they're leaving again i believe you're right right i believe you're right wheelies sneakers <laughs> with wheels sure which i i always thought that was going to be like a new paradigm sure. turns out not so was not, <laughs> not so not so orbits Didn't the drink disrupt we've talked about it the gooey orbits jewels the drink. The gooey jewels people might want drinks with gooey jewels that's how we could live without didn't need the orbits <laughs> Uh, let's see if people can live without uh, the next thing, Adam. We yes. have a Patreon podcast. Yes, we do. We want to get it in before the act, uh, before the show wraps up. Yes. Once again, it's called Fun Size. It's on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash nojokepod yeah. and donate $5, yep. you get four separate podcasts from the No Joke Podcast, yes. the Fun Size Podcast, yes. on Patreon. Yes. Now, Fun Size is a candy competition podcast where each episode we take two analogous or similar candies, we pit them head-to-head -head against each other, judge them by a series of rigorous metrics and uh, tell you which one you should get. So we can explain it or we could play you a clip. Yeah. We choose to play you a clip. Yes. So please enjoy just a few seconds of the Fun Size podcast. Fun Size. Fun Size. Fun Size. Let's move on to Muddy Bears. Uh-oh. This is, <laughs> dare I say, I don't want to put, cast my vote. This is the best box we've had to date. I think so. Muddy Bears in fun gummy font. <laughs> yeah. So you know you're going to have a fun time with Really the fun font. One third of the cover of the box is a big yellow bear. Yes. He is so happy <laughs> to be having chocolate poured on his head. Ch a chocolate shower. He is looking upwards towards the chocolate stream, yes. smiling so big. Chocolate rains from the sky, <laughs> yes. lands on his head, and he's thinking to himself, soon I'll be covered in chocolate, and then you'll eat me. Correct. Fun size. Fun size. Fun size. And there you have it. And there Us you have talking it. Talking candy. Talking about, uh, talking about disrupting, the, the Fun Size podcast has mildly disrupted my daily life, where now I feel like my antenna are always up for weird candy. Mm. I'm have my, my eyes are just a little more peeled. I feel just more, in general. I feel more informed. That's yeah, I feel more I, When I hear people complaining about certain candies and stuff, it's like, oh, I, I get that now. Yeah. <laughs> when I see people talking about candies, I'm like, I, I feel more informed to I'm, the conversation you're having. I'm also a candy journalist. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've disrupted our own lives via candy. That's exactly right. Classic. That's exactly. Do you think that, I mean, I know that you and Marina, just back to MoviePass for a second. I mean, I know that you and Marina love going to the movies. Do you think that you will get MoviePass? No. Okay. There you go. Just because. I just don't. But this is also like if you were to ask me five years ago, do you think that you'll start depositing your uh, checks in an ATM machine? Right. Or on your phone taking a picture that's of it? That's right. I would say no. Right. And I think that's more my natural habit. I'm not yeah. an early adopter. That's right. I don't need to be on the front lines of things. I mean, I love to hear other people's perspectives Yes. It, but I don't see myself getting a movie pass. One of the few exceptions is, I mean, one of the huge, huge dis industry that's being disrupted that we haven't mentioned yet is cryptocurrency. Right. I mean, cryptocurrency is like disrupting finance. Money? 
finance it, it's just like yeah. turning how we deal with money on its ear and being like this is new now this is new money now and if you're interested in that check out the yeah. cryptocurrency with amir. episode with amir yes um, exactly adam i don't mean to disrupt the conversation Please. we're having but I, we've come to the end this was good i disrupted us you disrupted i feel disrupted but also erupted okay yeah <laughs> okay i hope you all feel erupted i hope everyone is leaving this podcast feeling erupted. erupted okay <laughs> well for the no joke podcast we hope you're feeling erupted yep. i'm billy Scafuri. Adam Lustig. and like always we will talk to you Thanks for listening. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>